श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय गौर भक्त वृंद की जाय गौर प्रेम आनंदे Well, good afternoon, everyone. Good to be here with you again. I wasn't expecting such a good crowd. I thought, well, things would slow down a bit since our last big festival, but seem to have a crowd traveling with us here or something. So it's good. We're all together. Um, so I want to. Continue our theme of sorts, speaking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As as all of you know, and some of you witnessed, we had a beautiful installation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu deity at Ananda Ashram, and uh, both he and Radha Madhava will be uh, moved by by your service to a new temple some some someday soon at uh, around the corner at uh, Saragrahi. Which is developing nicely. At present, we are uh, in the process of building a, a barn for their cows. Um, their cow, Kamala. I have two other cows um, um, lined up for purchasing in the in the spring. So uh, they need a place, and they have a nice pasture, as some of you may have seen, by going up into the cow heaven there. At Saragrahi, it's a beautiful spot. Um, so, worship of the cows, Goseva, that goes hand in hand with worship of Radha Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, so, he has been the subject of our discussion, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Radha Madhava. They are one. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahe Anya, Rupanuga Janera Jivan. And uh, along that uh, theme, we have discussed a number of the the, uh, the songs in our daily uh, liturgy. You know, uh, we sing in the morning and evening, and and the significance of that. Some of those weren't those discussions weren't recorded in the morning. Well, there's an advantage to being there in person, uh, <laughs> and. Um, and we also discussed at some length the, the first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam over one, two, or three, or four classes, finally arriving at an explanation of the first verse of Bhagavatam in which we find it is speaking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Satyam Param, that the verse mandates, the book mandates, that we should meditate upon. And... Uh, <coughs> We also interwove a, dis- a discussion from Chaitanya Charitamrita from the second of two Namaskar verses of the book, which uh, is found uh, in, the, in the very second verse of the book, a verse that we often cite as uh, as, a, as a sacred kind of uh, invocation before speaking. Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sohodito Godarai Pushpavanto Chitro Samdo Tamonudo. Um, and so I'm, I'm writing, of course, about that sacred preface, the Mongol Charan of Chaitanya Charitamrita, in a book tentatively, tentatively entitled mm, Sri Mangala Sutra Manas. It means to, uh, a contemplation on the, the sutras, the, uh, the auspicious sutras 
implication is of the Chaitanya Charitamrita that preface the book hmm, and uh, contain with, within them very much uh, of the uh, essential philosophy of the book, essential teaching of the book. Hmm, and Arguably, all of it, they are explained by the author over a number of chapters. Um, and, then the, and then the players, the principal players of the Leela are all introduced, and then the narrative of the Leela begins. That's like chapter 13 or so hmm, of the book. So it's quite a bit of... Uh, preface to the narrative. We often think of Chaitanya Charitamrita as a as a as a description of the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but of course, as we know, philosophy is well woven into that narrative and considerable philosophy before it even begins. Hmm? And so it's an important section of the book. And because I'm also writing a, a book on it, uh, we, we're coming to. An, uh, we're going to discuss another verse from the book that comes in order after the one we discussed the other night, the uh, the uh, Namaskar verse, uh, one of two Namaskar verses in a preface, a sacred preface. It's traditional to such texts as these sacred texts of the East to um, in that sacred preface or the Mangal Acharan, as it's termed in Sanskrit. Uh, there are certain elements that should be present there. There should be a namaskar verse, a verse in which the uh, the deity of the book is, uh, the pranam is made, uh, offer uh, one's respect, oneself is offered uh, uh, unto. Uh, there should be a vastunirdesh sloka. Vastunirdesh means a verse that des- that in describes the essential. Um, truth about the book that the book seeks to reveal. And then there should be an Ashirvad verse also, a verse that uh, gives a blessing to the readers. Hmm. These are three uh, um, important elements of a sacred preface or a Mongol charm. There are sometimes other elements included as well. But uh, we find these three in Krishnadas Kaviraj's uh, sacred preface or Mongol charm. And, and um, uh, the Namaskar verse, of which there are two, a general one and a specific one. The specific one that addresses the deities of the book, Gaur and Nityananda, uh, we, we discussed that at some length. Hmm. And so now we come to the Vastu Nirdesh Shloka, the book that describes the essential uh, truth, tattva, that the book seeks to um, uh, bring out. And as you might have guessed, it's a tattva that's very uh, uh, similar to that of Srimad Bhagavatam. Chaitanya Charitamrita is really the distilled essence of the Chaitanya of the of the Srimad Bhagavatam. If you want to know what verses of the Bhagavatam are important, look at the ones that are cited in the Chaitanya Charitamrita from the Gaudiya perspective that Krishnadas cites to support the points that he makes. As I discussed the other night, as we discussed. The book is largely in Bengali. Hmm? Although it's written in Bangla, all of the points that are raised are supported by Sanskrit uh, verses, primarily from the Bhagavatam and other 
texts that are universally accepted um, by the uh, Vedanta communities of, uh, of India, whether they be Advaitins or Vishishta Dvaitins or Dvaita Dvaitins. They accept the Upanishads, they accept the, the Puranas and the uh, Gita and so on and so forth as revelation and as um, um, evidence, uh, a way of knowing knowing conclusively. Hmm? So, so he will cite those uh, such evidence throughout the book to support his 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 points, and um, it's a very uh, uh, scholarly uh, exercise, a very beautiful exercise. At the same time, as I said, he he is taken. He's very faithful to the teachings of the Goswami, the Vrindavan Goswamis, uh, under whose blessing he came to write the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And uh, they took the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm, who this mad fellow, his other self, Nityananda Prabhu, was pr- proclaiming to be God. Vajagauranga kahagauranga lahagauranga eranamure yejanam kuranga bhaje seyamar pranve. Anybody who who gives their life to Gorang, who does the worship of him, who chants his name, he says, "I I I'm, I give my life to them. They they are my life. They're purchased. I'm I'm purchased by them." Hmm? And people thought this guy's pretty extraordinary. If we could be purchased by him, in other words, if, if we could purchase him, I mean to say, that that'd be good for us. So Baja Gorang, <laughs> we'll we'll sing Gornam, we'll 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 worship Gor and so forth. Hmm? Uh, the power, basically, of the person of, of the Abudut, uh, Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? He did this all without any books having been written about the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and philosophizing and theologizing about it and supporting it and so forth. He just came out with it. Hmm? But uh, it was uh, powerful, hmm? and Gaudiya Vaishnavism began, so to speak. This is the informal beginning of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Dev in turn taught the Goswamis, Rupa Sanatana in particular, in a systematic way about um, what he was really all about without saying, I'm really all, that's me that I'm talking about. He talked about Radha and Krishna, the truth of Radha and Krishna. And they said, well, that's you, of course. And uh, so then they went on to write about that philosophy, that theology in Sanskrit, which was the which was the universal religious language amongst the educated in India at the time, and thus they gave credibility to the conception of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and some credibility, obviously, thereby to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as well. But they did not come out in a very strong language with forceful and uh, direct arguments as to the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They offer respects to him before their books begin. Um, he is referred to as, as Bhagwan in Padyabali, for example, of Rupa Goswami, which is a collection of different verses from known and unknown authors. Mm-hmm. And when the verses of Shikshastakam that were penned by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are cited, he says, Bhagwan, and Bhagwan wrote this. This is from Bhagwan, this is their refer- reference. Mm-hmm. So these are very... Um, they were somewhat reserved, I want to say, in, in, in making the case that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is, uh, is God 
or to speak of the case that he is Krishna, not just an avatar of Krishna. They made a strong case that Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan and Narayan is, 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 emanates from him and all the avatars, he's the source of all avatars and so forth. Hmm? And it's implied and indirectly and maybe mentioned here and there a little bit that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that uh, avatari as well. But they were a little um, reserved in this regard. And you have to understand that they were, uh, Nitai was asking me, Gurmarsh recently, Nitai Sundar, why don't you write an article about this? And just, because and, 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 a lot of devotees really need to understand this point. And I said, you know, you have to make a calculation what point you want to come out with and how much you want to push the audience to go to another step and so forth. I don't say things just to be controversial, although I say a lot of what appears to be controversial things. <laughs> I don't do it for that purpose, but when it has to be said, then you have to say it. But if it doesn't have to be said, it could wait, and let's wait. <laughs> and the community will become more, more, more prepared for it uh, naturally in, in due course. So we're not here just to make points, to make ourselves sound better or different or uh, to be controversial and so forth. So at any rate, the Goswamis also were strategic, if you will, in their effort to establish a, a, a new sampradaya hmm? in, the, in the religious community, in the community, the spiritual community of the different schools of Vedanta. Here they were coming with an, a, a, a bed abed. You have the the uh, the, uh, the the abed or the advaita, same idea of. The, of, of Shankar, you have the qualified of it, Vishishta Dvaita of Ramanuja, the Dvaita Dvaita, the, the Shuddha Dvaita of of um, of uh, Madhva and, uh, and, and Balaba, respectably, respectfully. And, uh, and he, he, these are the four sampradayas of Vedanta, then, or five, with, including Shankar, one non-theistic one, four theistic ones, and here comes another one, uh, and they were just, and these were, and th those five were ancient. Hmm? And so to start a new one without an ancient source to that and so forth, this is a controversial idea. Welcome. And um, so they, you know, the Prabhupada used to, uh, he used to say, in like a needle, and out like a plow. It's kind of odd, but I mean, if you make, can imagine you make a little hole with a needle to go in, and, but if you come out with a plow, which has the two things on each side, it, it makes quite a bigger hole when it, when it comes out. So sometimes you have to go in a little carefully and get some ground there, create some faith, some credibility, and so before you make all your, your points. Hmm? Hmm. You know, we, we, we sometimes we praise the disciples for their good qualities and everything and so forth. <laughs> then we tell them, <laughs> you know, we, we're all nothing, me included, <laughs> actually. But we, even our good qualities, they're all God-given, and, and inherently the jivas has a defective capacity to be in this condition to begin with, and we are dependent entities, we are... Uh, we, we need grace, uh, and this is only by grace do we get any standing, and so on and so forth. 
So, can't tell everybody everything all at once. They had some strategy. But Krishnas is coming kind of a ge- half a generation later. Hmm? The Goswami's books have all been written. Hmm? And um, and it, it, there's, a, there's a considerable following for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Bengal hmm? and in the Vrindavan, the other side of India, hmm? and uh, in the south where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also traveled. And... and uh, so now is the time for a book about Chaitanya himself. There was already the Chaitanya Bhagwat. There was already the Chaitanya Mangal. Hmm? Um, there was already the, oh, what is Kavi Karnapur's book? Chaitanya Chandradaya Nataka? No, that's it. Anyway, there were several books. Uh, but they're they are all from the Bengal side. Hmm? Bengal side means, oh, the, it could be said religious fanatics over there. Hmm? They've all decided that their neighbor is God, and they're making a big fuss out of that. They've created some new sentimental religion where they chant and dance, and it's, it's you know, we know that chanting Krishna's name is good, but not like that, all night long. And uh, I told the story before that in, I was in South India helping one of my godbrothers, um, Sripad Bhakti Gauravadana Singha Maharaj years and years ago established a temple in um, Padmanabh Chetra, that is, other name is, um, what is the name, the secular name for that? Um, hmm? No, no. Uh, in South India, anyway, not Mysore, no. Um, Tirupati, no. Padmanabh, Padmanabh Chetra, it's a, it's a big, big temple of Padmanabh. In Kerala, there's a state. And what is the ma- main city in Kerala? Hmm? Not even you can remember. So. No, I, I don't feel that bad. <laughs> so, um, okay, anyway, big, te- big, big, big temple temple there and uh, so Guruvai no south of that (laughs) just south Guruvai is also there that is famous too Um, so anyway we were he he had some little piece of property and he was establishing a temple there we had a little he was a little Radhakrishna deities he was putting on the altar and so he invited some Madhva Brahmins from Madhva Sampradaya this is a uh, 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 Dvaita Sampradaya Hmm? And um, the opposite of Advaita, Advaita, and and so they came and they performed this um, ritual. It was very, very beautiful, very colorful, and very elaborate. We just did a fairly elaborate ritual for the uh, the, the Pran Pradishta establishing the life in the deity, as you know, uh, the, uh, in in Ashram, as I mentioned in the beginning of our discussion today. But this was even more elaborate and colorful and. Uh, and so forth. So after it was all concluded, then we picked the deities up and we carried them onto the altar and we performed Namsan Kirtan as we do with Murdunga and Kartal and chanting and devotees jumping and as we did after the installation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also. And you might have noticed he was dancing on the altar. <laughs> we all saw that, right? Very special. Uh, so, uh, 
So when the Madhvas looked at that, they looked at us like, are you from, where are you from? What, how, you know, what is that? Like we were from another planet or something, the way we were chanting and dancing. And it was, it was Krishna Kirtan and there were instruments and so forth. I mean, there was the coal, the murdanga, there was a clay drum. They tend you know, to use a more sophisticated wooden drum in the south. And we had the cartels, everybody knows the cartels. But, you know, the way we were performing the kirtan, so the way that, that put it like this, Sarvabhoma, he was upon the rooftop in, 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 in Jagannath Puri hmm? with Raj Prataparudra, the king, who was now a convert of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the devotees of Bengal were coming from Bengal to the Ratha Yatra. And more than to coming to the Ratha Yatra, they were coming to, to have the darshan of, of Nimai Pandit, who had become Sri Krishna Chaitanya and who had just conquered the world as far as they were concerned. Had conquered Puri, he had gone to the south and 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 defeated so many uh, in uh, in, argu- in argument and for, for bhakti to converted so many I should say and and now he returned to Puri and so they were coming and so on the rooftop Gopinathacharya Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya were there and the king and and so Gopinath was familiar being from Bengal with the number of the persons in the entourage the extended entourage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu the par- parshadas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so. They were. Uh, the king was asking, "Who is this one, and, and who is that one, and this one is that, and he, the, 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 this is a Dvaita, he is so and so, and this one is, uh, and so forth." And and, and the king, uh, re- he turned to to uh, uh, Sarvabhoma, and he said, "I've never seen this kind of uh, worship before." They were doing kirtan, namsan kirtan in ecstasy. Hmm? And he said, I've never seen this, but it's very significant because he's the king of Jagannath Puri and all types of worshippers come to Jagannath Puri. Jagannath is, is conceived differently by many different religious sects. Even the Buddhists worship Jagannath in Jagannath Puri as a, in a, as a, in a, a tantric Buddhist deity. So they have a very different idea of who he is than who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu's Chaitanya Dev, when he saw Jagannath, hmm, he saw him with a feather, peacock feather and a flute. Hmm? That's very extraordinary. <laughs> so, he, so when he saw that this was the madness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he saw the method, the king saw the method of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this Sankirtan, he turned to Sarvabhuma and said, I've never seen any kind of worship. I've seen every kind of worship there is here. Hmm? All kinds of people come here and worship. I've seen it all, but I've never seen anything like this. And Sarvabhama said to him, Chaitanya Shishti Prem Sankirtan. That is the creation of Chaitanya, he said. Chaitanya Shishti is called Prem Sankirtan. Yes, it is from another world. Narottam sang like this about that. Goloker Prem Hodhan Horinam Sankirtan. This Sankirtan is 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 the carrier hmm, of the wealth of Golok. And what is the wealth there? Hmm? We'll think, I know, it's got trees called Kalpa Riksha from which you can get whatever you want. It has <laughs> cows with udders that are called Kamdenu. You milk the, milk the udder and make a wish, and your wish comes true. 
And the land is made of touchstone. So you touch it to iron, it turns into gold. No, that is not the wealth of the place. The wealth of the place is the preem that makes people uninterested in getting anything from those trees or anything from those udders other than what's necessary for serving Krishna. So preem is the wealth, the dhan of Golok, and it comes through the through the medium of the of, of Namsan Kirtan. Hmm? Prem Sankirtan. Very special kind of uh, um, uh, worship. Hmm? Very special thing. So these Madhvas they saw us and they thought, what is that? We've never seen that that kind of thing before. Hmm? So uh, uh, in, in Bengal another experience I was in Rishikesh. Hmm? Some of you have heard this story before but uh, and we were staying in, in Lakshmanjula, just above Rishikesh on the Ganges, and at the, in the Himalayas. And, uh, and we would go, we were going daily to a, a Satya Narayan temple, Lakshmi Narayan, it was called Satya Narayan temple. And we would go in the evening, and we'd have darshan, and then we would do kirtan there. Sometimes I would discuss the Bhagavatam. And, and so there was a, Nice Purjari from the Sri Sampradaya, and he, he liked us, a young man. And, and there were some older fellows from Sri Sampradaya. They would come and they would chant Bhagavatam in the evening and so forth. So that is, when we told the young Purjari that we were going to be leaving the next day, he said, I want to join you. Hmm? You're Kirtan, I've never seen like this before, this kind of thing. I want to join with you. Hmm? So I said, Well, yeah, we're leaving in the morning, you know. <laughs> you, you can come with us, you know. And and then um, then he got uh, uh, cons- o- overnight he got concerned, hmm? and and in the morning you know he didn't show up and so we asked about him and then they, someone had told us that he had said uh, that he was he was concerned that he would not have to change his religion hmm? to come with us. There were some who told him that's a different religion. Yeah, that's a different thing. We don't, you know, that's on, that's Kirtan. They do. Well, I don't know where they get that. Some Western people, some idea. They don't understand Hinduism or Vaishnavism and so forth. And so, what was going on in Bengal also at the time was uh, this was a new thing. They performed Kirtan in the streets under the auspices of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and the, even Shiva's Thakur's house was. Uh, was they, 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 the local people complained. They're performing kirtan under the wee hours. Hare Krishna's name is sacred, we know that. But you don't chant it at night and keep everybody awake. And In fact, it's, it's so sacred, maybe they, maybe they shouldn't chant it. Mantra shouldn't be chanted out loud. And they're, they're going everywhere like this. And so it was like a, it appeared as if it was a new religion, some fanaticism in Bengal. And Bengalis are very fanatical. Hmm? Uh, very sentimental group. Uh, so, so although there were uh, narratives of the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu before Chaitanya Charitamrita, hmm, and uh, they were Chaitanya Bhagavata supported a little bit here and there from Bhagavatam, not to the measure that Chaitanya Charitamrita is by any means, they didn't have as much credibility in the larger world, religious world, as uh, would have been uh, what was desired, and Chaitanya Charitamrita was to be the book that bridged that gap 
if you will, came out very forcefully with arguments as to the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu based on the insights and the writings of the Goswamis, very faithful to their writings and their insights and bringing out in no uncertain terms exactly what Rupa Goswami's understanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was. That's what this book is. What Rupa Goswami's experience of Chaitanya is, that is what we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm? This is the thing Naratam prays for when he says, what? When will that come within me? Hmm? How Rupa Goswami understood Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? What was his vision of him? Hmm? It doesn't get any more, any higher than that. Hmm? Uh, so this is showcased in the book and other conceptions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that are are harmonized and it's a very great uh, extraordinary work but my point in all this uh, introduction here is that that Krishnas Gaviraj Goswami has come out with some very strong points that the Goswamis were reticent to make very boldly themselves this is a half a generation or so after the Goswamis the Sampradaya has some shape some form it has books hmm? you have a lineage and you, you know you, you have to I often people People often argue with me and, and I ask them, you know, have you written a book? Why don't you write it down because you're contradicting yourself over here and over here and when I point it out, you don't understand that. Write it all down so I can show you on paper. You just contradicted yourself here. Hmm? And it, it doesn't agree with what you said here and so forth. So write it out. Hmm? So in other words, if you, if you want to have some credibility, you know, your, your ideas have to, have to hold up logically. They can't contradict themselves and so forth. So when you write it out, there's a test of how well you, your thinking is, how clear your thinking really is. So they, they had, they had the clear, th they had thinking. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna is God. Krishna is, is the source of Narayan. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God, but he's also the, he's the same source of Narayan. He's Krishna. This is their idea. And somebody said, you better write that out. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, that even Krishna is the source of Narayan. Hmm? There are many statements in the Bhagavatam that would seem to contradict that. And that's your book. Hmm? How are you going to support that? And now that Chaitanya is God, some guy in Bengal and his fanatic Bengalis and they've got this new religion chanting and dancing and, and they're saying, who cares about Barnashram? Forget that. Retire that. Mm -hmm. That's practically a mundane uh, religious idea. Mm -hmm. This is the teaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's very controversial. This is the general religious idea, the Dharma Marg and so forth. Cross over that, what will become of us? Arjuna questioned that in the Gita. What will become of me if I give up Dharma? Mm -hmm. And take to what you're talking about. Of course, the, the Gaudi readers are, uh, have, have closely examined those verses and, and Krishna's answer is very reassuring. Oh, you'll have, you'll have so much standing, don't worry about that. Because he said, well, if I give up the, the Dharma to pursue this yoga that you're talking about, ultimately this bhakti, but I'm not successful in bhakti. What the Goswamis have done has answered these kind of questions and shown the answers are everywhere. Narada said it. In Bhagavat, 
Gita, Krishna says it himself. It means you cannot fall from bhakti. <laughs> Forget about that. If you're unsuccessful in the dharma marg and the karma marg, you're unsuccessful. If you do the potion wrong you, and you make the mantra backwards, you get a backwards result. Or you'll get smoke in your face only <laughs> in the yajna. But in bhakti, even if you do it wrong, Babagrahi Janardana, technically, if there's bhakti there, your heart is in the right place. Even if you say it wrong, hmm? Krishna will say, I think you meant that, right? <laughs> right. Accepted. Hmm? This is, like I said, Bhagavad, the other day I said, there's a New Testament of the Eastern Revelation. Away with the law. And in with the love. Hmm? It is the Rag Marg and the exemplars of the Marg. They've given up their husbands and run to the forest in the night. Hmm? What could be a more blatant example of deviating from the religious life than that? Hmm? How selfish of them. Huh? Their whole village would be ruined and, be, and, and have, be blemished. And still they went. How selfish. But how actually selfless is that love when properly understood if you pay close attention to the Bhagavad. This is what the Goswami did before. Not, it is said. <laughs> no. About, about Srinivas said about the Goswamis. Nana Shastra Vichara Naikunipono Saddharma Samstapako Lokanum Hitta Karano Lokanum Hitta Karano Tribuvane Manyo Sharanyakaro With a compassion in mind for all the people of the world. They took all these shastra, nana shastra vichara saddharma samstapako. They put all the, drew from all these texts. You read the writing. I remember when I was young, and I would read Prabhupada's books, and I thought, God, he's, where does he get this stuff? He's quoting this Burke over here and that book over there, and he, God, he must have read every book that it, written in Sanskrit and so forth. This is, of course, you know, the, the standard. If you say something, you want to give reference to uh, support it and so forth. You read Jiva Goswami Sandarbha, and it's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, he's like, he's like, dug a hole, hmm? put all the counter-arguments in there. When you're out of counter-arguments, he supplies some. Hmm? <laughs> you could have made this argument, you could have made that argument. And put that in the hole, bury it up, build a temple on top of it. It's never coming out again, those... Silenced forever. Dance on the head of those arguments against the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? They drew from all these texts. When you read their writing, you think, yeah, well, it's obvious. It's all in the text. That's what they say. But nobody had seen them like that. Hmm? No one had found Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the text. They found him very clearly in the Bhagavad and so forth. Hmm? It's incredible, their contribution. Hmm? And they're just village girls who have no education. Hmm? These Goswamis. Rupa Goswami is just a village girl with no education. Just carry, she knows how to carry milk, yogurt on her head. That's a pretty good thing. Even up the hill and so forth. Hmm? This kind of thing. Hmm? A gopi. An uneducated village, village girl. In that plain of Vrindavan, there's no need for knowledge there. <laughs> there's no need for Vedanta there. It is the end of, Vedanta is the end of knowledge, and this is the end of Vedanta. Hmm? 
That is Prem Prayojan, Panchima Purushartha, hmm? Prema Pumarto, Mohan, hmm? Gyan Shunya Bhakti, Brain Dead Bhakti, hmm? beyond thinking, beyond calculation. They don't worship God because He's God and He should be worshipped. No. Hmm? And it appears that they don't worship Him at all, <laughs> for that matter. They wrestle Him to the ground hmm? and defeat Him in sport. Hmm? And he's worried whether whether Radha loves him. Is God worried whether we love him or not? Hmm? He's self-satisfied. Anyway, so this is a very different place. Very difficult to understand. Very hard to go to. Hmm? We need a good sadhu sangha for going there. Then what prospect comes before us? Hmm? Such an extraordinary thing. Hmm? They, but, but when those village girls come to the world where there is no knowledge, the land of ignorance, what do they show? They show so much knowledge. From that we understand that the fabric, the canvas on which this leela of Vrindavan is drawn, the ground hmm, that, it, that, it, that it moves on, this is, 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 is the highest knowledge. Hmm? This is Rajavidya. Where they don't, they don't, you don't, Pujapachita Marsh gave a nice example. The United States has the most powerful military industrial complex, hmm? right? But we don't see tanks. When we have the 4th of July celebration, they don't bring out the tanks and the missiles and everything, which, you know, is kind of intimidating. This was, they used to do that in Russia, I think. You know, here are the missiles, and here are the tanks, and here are our latest. This is what you've all been working for. <laughs> <laughs> The power of uh, of the uh, Soviet Union, see, <laughs> and so forth. But but in the, in the United States, they don't do that. Hmm? And, it's, and and but because that why if that was if they had now it's happening more. But <laughs> if they had uh, you know machine guns at every airport, uh, you know uh, check in, it'll probably happen sooner now. Uh, and it is a little intimidating hmm, for the peaceful discourse and interaction in the society and so forth. So the, all this power, if you will, is, is, put a, is kind of hidden. But when there's a need for power, if the nation is attacked, then it all comes out like anything. Hmm? So this Vrindavan, it, it's how found, foundation is so much knowledge is there. As I said, it's the end of, of, of Vedanta, and Vedanta is the end of knowledge. Hmm? But when a representative from there comes to this world, like Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, Sanatana Goswami. These are just village girls, gopis. They show we have so much knowledge. Hmm? They drew from all these shastras. They had them in their pocket. Hmm? <laughs> so I know that. <laughs> and then they showed bhakti. What is, they showed what is Vrindavan. What is the knowledge that supports the Vrindavan idea to encourage those who need that to go forward. Hmm? But again, they had a strategy in this. Hmm? Uh, Bengal, they were saying, Nityananda is saying, Chaitanya is God. He's Krishna. And they're all going along with it. But the greater world of Vedanta is thinking, you know, there's some religious fanatics in Bengal. You know, they, in India, there's gods are invented every week. Uh, and goddesses, and then there are pilgrimages for them, and so many, so many things. Hmm? So, not, they could not take such 
as uh, even even the the, the 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 biographies, the narratives written about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from the Bengal side that that as as seriously. Chaitanya Charitamrita is the book to do that. Hmm? Fully schooled in the teaching of the Gosamis, he put it all back into Bengali. Hmm? Back into the you know more uh, a a current language, a, a, a what do you say a uh, conversational language vernacular and um, and uh, and in simple language it's called, it's actually called sadhu bhasha it's a, it's a little bit some sanskrit sensibility is in that particular type of bengali but anyway to give to the bengali people hmm, and uh, and support their sentiment hmm, the sentiment that they were sure, to give some support to that and then give the the divinity of of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which was their faith, their sentiment, credibility to a larger circle. This is our history. This is our literary history. How we we got here, so to speak. And so, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, my point is that while the Goswamis were a little careful to come out and just say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God and make strong arguments, those strong arguments are made in Chaitanya Charitamrita, and they're made here. In this verse uh, under discussion today, which is the Vastanidesh Shloka of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the, the verse which tells the, gives the essential tattva of the book. Now, I mentioned that you might guess that it's similar to the essential tattva of the Srimad Bhagavatam. What's the essential tattva of Srimad Bhagavatam? Hmm? Jiva Goswami has said that there's one line in the Bhagavatam, one line of one verse that the whole book, in terms of tattva, revolves around. What is the line? Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Okay, how is it, how is it, how did Prabhupada invoke this in English, again and again? Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's, again, he's going to say that? Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. <laughs> over and over, you think it's repetition, and maybe we need an editor in here, but no. <laughs> he's, he's singing the mantra, he's singing the line. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam in English, over and over again. Hmm? That has some power. Hmm? This is a point that the Goswamis want to establish from the Bhagavatam. Many people read the Bhagavatam, they didn't get that. Hmm? Bhagavatam appears to say something different in other places. Jiva Goswami took that one line and said, this is what the whole book revolves around. Now let's look at all of the verses that seem to say something different and show how they're not saying something different. This is his Krishna Sandarbha, a beautiful book. Hmm? This is one of the treaties on Sambandha Gyan the, of, of, of Chaitanya Vaishnavism. Sambandha Gyan means the knowledge of how things fit together, kind of, how things are related to one another, how the jiva is related to the world, how the world is related to God, how the God is related to the jiva. Um, it's a relational knowledge. I, I, I call it a kind of a conceptual orientation. How you think about things and what they are, that fosters a certain type of activity which will bring a certain type of result. So we have this conceptual orientation, this sambandagyam, that fosters a certain type of activity. That activity is bhakti, Krishna bhakti. And the result of Krishna bhakti is prem bhakti. Hmm? That is the fruit. So sambanda, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Krishna, Chaitanya. Sambandha, Abhideya, Prayojana. All the books are divided into these three subjects. 
verses about Sambandha, to give us a conceptual orientation, verses about what that conceptual orientation fosters, the kind of activity, or bhakti, hmm? and then what the, the fruit will be, prem. Hmm? Verses about prem, about the prayojan, about the goal. Hmm? So, so in, in, in Jiva Goswami shows very nicely that this this whole book of Bhagavatam revolves around this sutra, Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. It's like a code. It's like a password to get into the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Otherwise, they're locked out. You're only on the surface of that. Hmm? And if you, stu- if you study what Ramanuja or Madhva even, uh, others have written on Bhagavatam, hmm? And then you read what the Goswamis have written, you know, they didn't have the password. They couldn't get in. Hmm? They, they have some understanding of Bhagavat, what Bhagavat is saying, but uh, they, didn't, they didn't have the whole password. <laughs> uh, so it's very powerful. Hmm? The Gaudiya presentation of Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the book that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu embraced so much. That was his very heart. Hmm? So... Uh, Jiva Goswami said, this is the Paribas Sutra. It's again, like means the password. By understanding this, you, you can unlock the tattva of the book. So Krishnadas here has made a verse that's based on the verse that that line comes in, uh, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. It's in the third chapter of the Bhagavatam where avatars of Bhagavan are described. In the first chapter, the sages ask about the avatars of Krishna. So as Sutta Goswami begins to answer, he comes to describing different avatars. <laughs> and in the course of the description, of course, there's, there's a mention of Krishna, and it makes a particular statement about him. Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam. But Krishna, it means, but Krishna, he is Bhagavan Swayam. He is not an avatar, he's avatari. He's the source of avatars. Um, so, it's kind of just slipped in there, but the Godis have taken it, and they felt strong, the Goswamis, for really emphasizing and pushing this point. Krishna is the fountainhead of all avatars. Very important point to us, because as I said the other day, if we want to love, well, we have to have an object of love that can take unlimitedly. So Krishna is obviously depicted as the taker, he's just the enjoyer. Hmm? So if we look at all the different gods and goddesses, we'll think, well, this is the one to give to because he's just a taker. Hmm? Of course, the stomach is just a taker, too, in our body. It doesn't do anything, right? It just takes. Then it, once it takes, it digests, and then it sends energy everywhere, hmm? like no other organ can. So the actual center of reality is such that while appearing as an enjoyer hmm, and that which is to be served, that center serves the circumference as well, supporting it by distributing the energy that it derives from service in a way that no other, that the circumference could not. Welcome.
Comfortable? Okay. So, they were strong on this point. They were comfortable making this kind of push into the religious spiritual environment of the times to establish uh, their, their sampradaya, this budding lineage that we call Chaitanya Vaishnavism. Hmm? But again, to go really push the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna, hmm? they left this to half a generation later, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. So he says here, his verse here, that we're discussing is based on that verse of Bhagavatam in which Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam comes, one three, maybe twenty-eight, and another verse of Bhagavatam that the other two Sandarbhas or treaties on Sambandagyan are based upon. Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavan Iti Shabdite. You know this verse? Badanti Tat Tatvavidas Tatpadyaganamadvayam Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavan iti day. There's a sixfold treatise of Jiva Goswami called Sat Sandarbha. Sat means six. Sandarbha means a treatise. Literally, literally, it, literally, it means like a like a like a like a threading of a garland. So he threaded a garland of verses of the Srimad Bhagavatam together in his sixfold treatise to bring out what is the real meaning of the text, the Bhagavat. And so, as I said, it deals with three subjects. Sambandha, Abhideya, Prayojana, conceptual orientation, the action that that fosters, and the result that will come from that action. Hmm? So he wrote six treatises. Uh, one, two, three of them are on Sambandha. Hmm? Tattva. Three of them? Uh, four of them. Tattva Sandarbha, it's kind of general. Hmm? Then the introduction, an introduction. Then three. Bhagavat Sandarbha, Paramatva Sandarbha. Krishna Sandarbha. This is all Sambandagyan. Then Bhakti Sandarbha, that is Abhideya, the means. And Priti Sandarbha means love, the goal, the result. Hmm? So you see, he gives some strong legs. Hmm? He had three and a half treaties for the Sambanda to get that in place. Hmm? That you know what you're doing and how it works, then you do it. Hmm? why you're doing, what, what is bhakti, and so on and so forth. So, in Krishna Sandarbha, he deals with this point, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. And in Bhagavat Sandarbha and Paramatma Sandarbha, he deals with Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavan, Tisabhite. These three, these three um, names, God is Brahman, God is Paramatma, God is Bhagwan. Three different, yeah, one or the other. You know. Jai Bhagwan, Jai Brahman, Jai Paramatma. It's just different names for God, different ways of saying the absolute truth, so it, so it is thought. Hmm? But, of course, Goswami's had a little different idea about that. Hmm? And that's brought out in these Sandarbhas. And Krishnadas Kaviras Goswami has, has taken these two two these three treaties, if you will, on Sambandagyan, and put them together in one verse. This is quite an art. Hmm? Uh, and added something to it. And what is that? The, so he has shown that Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagwan. his point is, 
they are not just different ways of talking about the, just different names for the absolute truth. They actually speak about different aspects of the absolute truth. Hmm? They're speaking about something different. Hmm? They're not just interchangeable. You could call them Brahman or Bhagwan or Paramatman. That's how it was thought up until uh, Jiva Goswami made his, his contribution. No, no, not like that, he said. Hmm? And besides that, the other thing is that as far as Bhagwan goes, hmm, which is different from Paramatma and Brahman, I want to say to you that Krishna is different than Bhagwan. Hmm? He is Swayam Bhagwan. Hmm? Hmm? He is the very source of, uh, of, 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 of even Narayan, who is Bhagwan, of Vilas, for Lila, in Parabhyam, in the spiritual world, and so forth. And uh, and so these points are raised here in this verse, but one extra point. All those points, and this is the one extra point that the Goswamis were, you know, a little, didn't want to push too much on the environment while establishing the Sampradaya. Now it's time, Krishna Das said, I've got the, the, man, the mantle's been passed to me, and I'm going to come out with it in no uncertain terms. What is that? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that Krishna, Hmm? And in this world, he is the paratattva. He is the par. He is the. He is the. Swai, he is the um, satyam param, upon which we should do dimahi hmm? meditation together. Means in sankirtan, hmm? without interruption. That means sankirtan. Be done anywhere, anytime, even in your sleep. If you chant, hmm? you will be benefited for that. Hmm? Hmm? Even if you dream about doing bhakti, you get credit for doing bhakti. You do bhakti. Hmm. So it's a powerful uh, idea what, 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 he's, what he's done here in this verse. So, uh, pretty long introduction, forgive me, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to locate you know, where we are in all this. Uh, so he says, Yada dvaitam brahmopanishadi tarapi he says, that which is described in the Upanishads as uh, non-dual Yada dvaitam. Advait means non dual. Upanishadam. That which is described in the Upanishads is non dual. He's going to name, he's going to name Brahman here. Describe Brahman. He's going to describe Paramatma. And he's going to describe Bhagwan. He's going to mention these names. Hmm? That's the subject. Hmm? And then he's going to give the predicate. He's, he's going to say, what's known here, these subjects are all known, but what I'm giving to you is what's unknown, the predicate. I'm going to say something about them that's unknown. Hmm? Later he'll use the same logic with regard to Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, by way of saying, Krishna's the subject, hmm? the predicate always follows the subject. The predicate is describing the subject. Krishna, Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna 
is Swayam Bhagawan. If you have it the other way around, it'll be it won't have you won't have the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Hmm? So he uses this logic really twice in his uh, explanation of his own verse. Hmm? Here he's using it in this way. He says, "What that these are the three knowns. Everybody knows Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagawan in his circle of friends. Anyway, hmm? maybe not here at this time in the, in the world, but." Uh, uh, so he said, but what is not known, he's basically saying, this is the predicate I'm giving here, and, and, and that is this, with regard to Brahman, that which is Advaita, non-dual, described in the Upanishads, hmm, that the Jnanis, the implications are preoccupied with, that is Tadapi Asya Tanubha. Tanubha. It means that is his effulgence. That is his aura. So we're talking about somebody here. Hmm? That which is described in the Upanishads is non-dual, hmm? the great Brahman, hmm? that is his aura. So this is, this is a, you see, a unique, unique religious contribution. We've all heard Brahman, but that we heard that, he's the, that it's the aura of somebody. <laughs> that we haven't heard. Hmm? He says, then what? Yad, ya atmantaryami purusha. Antaryami means the um, antar means within. So the God in the heart, the paramatma, the oversoul of the soul of the world, he has different manifestations, smaller than the smallest, hmm? inside the heart of the jiva, hmm? bigger than the biggest, worlds coming out of his pores, it's described like this to give us some idea. Vishnu means all-pervasive, he doesn't miss anything. Hmm? He sees everything. He knows everything. He's all-knowing. This is the all-knowing feature of divinity. Omniscience is the character, the char- characteristic of the Paramatma. Hmm? He's a witness. What is a witness? Witness knows. Bring in the witness. The witness knows. And now we know. The witness has spoken. Hmm? This is the Paramatma. Hmm? Brahman is... Aura. He has an existence. I feel his aura. We're in his presence. Something like that. It speaks about existence. Paramatma's knowing. Hmm? He says, Ya atmantaryami purusho. Itiso shamsa vibhava. This Paramatma, the world soul, hmm? is, his, is his vibhava. It's, only, it's, his, it's a partial manifestation of him. We can think, who is this guy? <laughs> as we go on. Then he says, Sadaishwarya Purna, Saiha, Bhagavan, Saswayam, Ayam. He who is Sadaishwarya, Purna, who is, who is Purna, full in all opulences, Sadaishwarya, six opulences, wealth, strength, fame, knowledge, beauty, renunciation, Parasara, Muni, he defied, defined Bhagavan like this. He said, Who has all opulence and implication is is thereby all attractive because we're attracted to people that have that are famous that have knowledge that are um, uh, wealthy and, and so on and so forth hmm? so who has all this in full must be the all attractive person hmm? so he said Bhagawan is who has all opulence in full hmm? Hmm? yeah so he's saying that person, hmm, 
person of this verse is that Bhagwan hmm, who is who, who is full in all opulences, Nachetanat Krishnaj Jagati Paratattva. He is Krishna. He is Bhagawan, and, and Krishna is the full fullest manifestation of Bhagawan. Hmm? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that Krishna. Hmm? And therefore, he is the Paratattva. Hmm? More than Krishna, even. More than Bhagawan Narayan, who has Bilas and Vaikuntha. Way more than the Paramatma. And we don't even talk about Brahman. <laughs> There's nothing going on there. Hmm? Nothing to talk about there. So, no one to talk to there. And no one to talk about. So, uh, so be quiet on that one. That's why Jiva Goswami didn't write a Brahman Sandarbha. <laughs> Even the Ghanis say there's nothing to talk about there. So, hmm. we talked, he talks indirectly about it. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so it's a powerful, powerful verse. This is the verse that his book, this is the, the key to understanding his verse, his book. It's what the book, in terms of tattva, is based on. So what is that tattva? The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Paratattva. Hmm? Hmm. Very nice idea. So he's done a very nice thing here. Basically, to argue this this point, hmm, is um, there's, a, there's a good ways to argue this point from a Vedanta point of view within the circle of Vedantins, and there's a beautiful way to argue this in terms of modern society also, in terms of science uh, and, and philosophy, um, this point uh, that, 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 that Krishna is who he is here and that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that Krishna. The idea that, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is that Swayam Bhagavan, of course, is played out in the further chapters here now, the next couple of chapters in greater detail. In this chapter, where he starts to, starts to explain this verse, he emphasizes primarily the position of Krishna. Hmm? And he, as he as Swayam Bhagavan, and then he starts to segue into the ch- position of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and, and then the third chapter, and fourth chapter, and fifth chapter, it, it comes out uh, more more comprehensively. Hmm? But just uh, briefly, because we've, we've talked for some time now, um, the, 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 the idea that, for example, um, Paramatma and Brahman and Bhagavan are not just interchangeable names for the absolute, that they actually represent objective realities, moments, eternal moments in the life of the absolute. Hmm? And that is, is, is a, is a, it's a controversial idea in itself. Hmm? But there's a, there's a lot of very, very good um, spiritual uh, logic to this. Um, and, uh, well, 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 in brief, the idea is that, that you could exist, but you might not have a cognitive existence. There could be existence that was not cognitive, an existence that's not aware of itself. Like matter is not aware of itself. It exists but doesn't know and certainly doesn't love. Hmm? Now, if you had a knowing existence, well, a a knowing reality would have to exist also. You couldn't have a knowing reality that didn't exist. You could have an existence that didn't know, but you couldn't have have a knowing reality that didn't exist. Hmm? Right? 
Now, if you have a loving reality, you could have a knowing reality that exists, but it didn't, wouldn't have to be a loving reality. But if you had a loving reality, it would have to know to some extent, and it would have to exist. Hmm? So by this kind of reasoning, we've we, we come to a very um, a meaningful understanding of why there is a world and why we exist. Because the sutras say, for example, ananda mayo bhyasat, the absolute is ananda, hmm? is bliss, means love. The absolute is being, knowing, loving, means this is satjit ananda. So because the absolute is is posited in the sacred text to argue, you know, for that circle who has faith in the texts, hmm? because the absolute is ananda, therefore it there must be a knowing component and an existential component. Hmm? Therefore, you know, we are the some of the existential component. The world is kind of the, the knowing. Over what is what is to be known hmm? from the Paramatma's perspective, hmm? so that the, so being and knowing hmm, are a necessity of loving. Hmm? It's a nice idea. Hmm? So the implication, of course, is that Brahman and Paramatma are derived from Bhagwan. Hmm? So we're we're like kind of dividing these up into different compartments, being, knowing, love. but can you, the argument can come, can you really divide these things? Hmm? Being, knowing, loving, like you, you talk about it like this. Uh, but to that kind of argument, very readily the, the Gaudiya's without any hesitation respond, well, of course, yeah, that's what people do. Therefore, there is Gyan Marg. Therefore, there is Yoga Marg. Therefore, there is Bhakti Marg. In the Gyan Marg, hmm? The, me- the, the methodology in the Gyan Marg is different than that in the Yoga Marg. Hmm? And the methodology in, the, in, in Bhakti Marg is different than the Yoga Marg and different than the Gyan Marg. They're very different methodologies. While they have things in common, the methodology, these sadhanas are very different. And for that matter, if you study them, the goals that they posit are also different. And the difference is, Gyan posits the goal we could call Brahman. And yoga posits a goal, Paramatma. Hmm? And bhakti posits a goal, an ideal, hmm? Bhagwan. Hmm? And so Krishnadas would say, well, here, they're, they're right there. People have already divided them up. <laughs> they, ha- they have subjective experience of one or the other relative to the path that they take. Hmm? So it's a very common, it's almost, you talk about it, you go, yeah, well, that's not controversial, <laughs> obviously. Hmm? But he's making a point that's like, where's my hat, where's my hat? Say, it's on your head, Swami. Oh, something like that. Something that's obvious, but you don't see it. Hmm? Hmm? Common sense is, well, uncommon. Hmm? Even when it comes to understanding the, the, the implication of the scriptures and so forth. When these Goswami, they talk about this, it seems like just common sense. Yeah, how could anybody interpret it differently? Hmm? So nice. Hmm? So, you take Gyanmark, for example. There, there's, there's a method to the Gyanis. It's fourfold. You know, it's uh, vivek, introspection, uh, based on the uh, uh, aphorisms of the sutras. Sattvamasi, Ambramasmi, Neti Neti, contemplating 
the, the implications of these things in a, in a meditative kind of introspection. Hmm? Um, it's fourfold. I don't well, I remember all four of them. I'm not sure, but uh, there's, uh, there's the cultivation, one of the limbs of Gyanmarg, besides this Vivek, is the Bairagya, as another limb, detachment. So these guys are the naked swamis, or, you know, they're always practicing austerities and fasting, and this is like central to their path. It's not central to the path of bhakti. We'll, we'll get to that. You might think it is, but it's not. Hmm. Uh, bairagya, Vivek, introspection, hmm? and then the cultivation of six uh, qualities that foster uh, detachment, hmm? um, equibalance, faith, uh, there's six of them. And then mumukshatva, mumukshatva, longing for mukti, hmm? a longing for mukti, I want to get out of here, let me out of here. It's <laughs> like that. And then we get out of jail. This is, this is, this is, this is the fourfold um, method in the Gyan Marg. Hmm? And if we, we, so what they want, what, what is desired in that is, is to, is to um, be free from attachment to things that are here today and gone tomorrow. Hmm? to see through the falsity of material prospect and so forth. So they arrive at a state of being hmm, that is enduring, eternal being. This is Brahman. They arrive at a state of eternal being. And as I like to say, they love to be. Hmm? There's some love there. Because someone say, are you saying there's no love in Brahman realization? There's no love in yoga? There's no knowledge in Brahman realization? There's only being? There's only sat, no chitananda. No, I'm not saying that. We're saying that sat chitananda in all of these, in Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. But the equation is different. Hmm? In the equation of Brahman, being is big. Hmm? Knowing is small, and loving is even smaller. Hmm? It's the being is big. I really be. I'm, I'm, I, I never die. Hmm? Not, I'm indestructible. Hmm? I exist. And... I exist is so big that I don't think anybody else does. It's only me. We're all one. There's nobody. So there's only me. <laughs> so it's a big, big existence. Hmm? And and there's some knowing, but the knowing is may sound big at first, but when we go on, we'll see it's 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 not as big as we find in yoga marg and so on, and even in bhakti marg. So what is the knowing? The knowing is we know that. That the, the that the acquisition is false. You don't get anywhere. You only get you only get into debt by acquiring. You get karmic implications. You take and now you owe. We know that. Hmm? We know that. We know that, that that the forms and names of the world are here today and gone tomorrow. We know it so well that we don't even think the world's real. That is Shankar's gyan. His knowledge is such that he th- he thinks the world doesn't exist. And what kind of knowledge is that? Hmm? It doesn't exist. How do you explain that? Well, we, we don't have that much knowledge, so our explanations aren't that good. That's the problem with Advaita Vedanta. <laughs> but this is the knowing. What is the loving then of this being, uh, eternal being in Brahman? What is the knowing of, of component, loving component? The loving component is we don't take. Hmm? There's no taking involved. Hmm? Karmic world is all about taking. 
because we're identified with the body, and the body has needs, and the mind has demands, we're out serving them and taking, and acquiring things. No taking. So not taking, not stealing, not exploiting, that's a kind it's part of love. Hmm. Welcome. Better late than never. Good to see you. Make yourself comfortable. So they, it's part of loving. You know, if I stop beating you, you know, I, he's, he's becoming, you know, a lover. You know, well, you know, he's getting there. Uh, doing away with the negative aspect. If you, if, you, if you don't do what is not love, then, you know, you're starting to become a lover. Hmm? So there is some love. Therefore, there is some ananda. There is some knowing. There, there, there is some uh, chit in in concentrating on sat, eternal being. They love to be. Hmm? And they know what it means to not be, so to speak. In other words, materially speaking, we're not being really. We're really not. Hmm? The self is obscured by identification with matter. Hmm? And we even start to philosophize in some circles that there is no self, there is no the consciousness is just matter, and, uh, and so forth. This is, this is a very problematic uh, way, of, uh, way of thinking. Now, we go to yoga. It's a different path. Hmm? What is the goal of yoga samadhi? Omniscience. Hmm? To become all-knowing. If you're going to get out of ignorance, you have to become all-knowing. Hmm? So the yogin, this is an aspect of the samadhi of Ashtanga yoga, as given in the sutras of Patanjali. Become all-knowing. But in, there is some duality in yoga. You should understand. While Gyan Marg is, is Advait, as described here, Advait Upanishadam, Advait, non-dual. In Yoga Marg is dualistic. In Yoga Marg, there is there's somebody else there, and it's the Ishwar, the Paramatma, the Lord of the Heart that the yogis meditate on. Hmm? They want to become like Ishwar. Ishwar knows everything, therefore he's never in have any, had, doesn't, have, doesn't have any problem. He knows what's right and what's wrong, what not to do, whatever. He sits peacefully. Hmm? Ishwar in the heart, as I said earlier, he's a witness. He knows. If you want to know, bring in the witness. Hmm? He sees everything. This is the implication of Vishnu. He's everywhere. He sees everything. Om Tad Vishnu Paramam Padam Sada Pashanti Surayo. He sees everything with his feet. Standing above it, he sees everything. Hmm? Nothing he misses. Hmm? So this is an advantageous position in comparison to our own. So the yogi meditates on this Vishnu in the heart. Hmm? And he wants the knowledge of the Vishnu. Hmm? He wants that, that omniscience. And in the context of the path, which is eightfold, I said the Gyanmarg was fourfold, this Gilgamarg is eightfold, Yama, Niyama, Asana, hmm, Pranayam, Pratyahar, Dharna, Dhyan, Samadhi. Hmm? Eightfold. These are the angas, the limbs of Yogamarg. Hmm? And the ideal is the Paramatma, hmm? the witness. So, the, so yogi, seek, yogi seeks to sit still and know. And in the context of pursuing that, he gets to know quite a bit. 
He knows how to digest things. He can move his internal organs. He can uh, all kind of things. He, 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 he can stop his heart. He can just beat once a month. Hmm? He's really good. Hmm? It's pretty neat. He has he get powers and so forth. He knows subtle things. He, he, he's acquiring kind of a knowing of the world. The jnanis are saying, world doesn't exist. Why should we bother to know it? Let's just be. We exist. We know that. That's enough. Hmm? We know that we exist. Yogi is like finding out about everything. Hmm? And, of course, about himself, that he, that he, that he exists, hmm? independent of matter, that consciousness is not a biological, uh, uh, something biological, transcends biology and so forth. And he wants to become like the Paramatma, not the Paramatma. Hmm? That is really a misreading of the sutras. When they have influenced by Gyanmarg, then the yogis want to become the Paramatma. That's called Paramatma Sayuja. Hmm? But this is not the optimum idea that is being presented in the Yoga Sutras. Therefore, you could cite an example, cite an authority. Krishna Namacharya, the guru of Patabi Joyce and Iyengar, two famous yogins in, uh, who have taught in the West. Patabi Joyce passed away, of course, a couple of years back. They, uh, he, their guru, Krishna Namacharya, he said, the goal, the ideal posited in the sutras of Patanjali, Yoga Sutras is, in a word, Vaikuntam. Vaikuntam. What does it mean then? Hmm? It means that Shantarasa. Hmm? If you mix yoga, if you mix Gyan with, with Bhakti, hmm? Or here, let's say, with your, if you mix yoga with bhakti, little bhakti, hmm, you can get shantarasa. That is a huge thing compared to Brahman of Advaita Bhad. There's no the, the uh, what what possibilities lie in that? It's just enormous in comparison. So to sit and have the beatific vision of the Ishwar. Hmm? Identify with the Ishwar. So there's some duality there. There's there's me. There's and there's the Ishwar. And, but we are, we are one, and in, 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 in we become all. Know, one becomes all knowing. One becomes omniscient, like this. And then it contemplates the Ishwar eternally. This is Shantarasa. It's a kind of rasa, hmm? not one emphasized in Gaudi Sampradaya because it's changeable. It can be changed to Dasya Rasa. It can be changed to Vaksalya Rasa, to Sakya Rasa, but to Madhurya Rasa by what? Sadhu Sangha. Hmm? From Rasika Bhakta, it can be changed. Hmm? But Dasiras, <laughs> Sakiras, Vatsaliras, that is not possible to change. Hmm? That is another whole topic. Hmm? But from Yogmarg, then, where the Paramatma is the fixation, the Ishwar, we go to Bhakti Marg. You say, well, Bhakti is also yoga. Yes. That's true. But in the Gita, Krishna says at the end of the sixth chapter where he talks about yoga, Ashtanga Yoga, he says, better than an Ajnani is to be a yogi. Hmm? He's saying, better than being is to know and be hmm? and to know a little bit about me rather than just my aura. 
Hmm? And then what does he say? But better than being a yogi, better to, to be my devotee. Hmm? Yes, this is, I didn't make it up. This is what Krishna said. <laughs> hmm? uh, uh, whatever you want, that's fine. But objectively speaking, we've already explained, hmm? being and knowing is inside of loving. But loving doesn't necessarily have to be inside of be knowing. Hmm? Knowing doesn't necessarily have to be inside of being. We should go back for a moment. Is there any loving in yoga? Hmm? We know there's being, we know there's knowing. Is there any ananda? Is there any loving? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of it. Universal compassion. This is the characteristic of the yogi described in the sixth chapter of the Gita. He or she sees the sufferings of others as if they were his own. Hmm? The Paramatma has compassion for all beings. So this kind of compassion comes into the yogi. Hmm? That's huge. Huge. You can talk about that and try to tweak your mind and be politically correct so that you could, you know, like everybody and, you know, call the disabled differently abled and, you know, <laughs> they get there. I mean, and that's not a bad thing, but to actually love everybody. You've got to stand on the ground of being that we're all standing on, that we're made out of, and, and, and see, well, we have something in common. We're all made of the same stuff. It's Brahman, hmm? and so forth. So there's loving, there's some, there's some ananda in yoga marg also. Now we go to bhakti marg, and bhakti marg, this is all about loving. What is the path of bhakti? Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Bandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmani, Vedanam. And Bhagavad emphasizes Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, and some Archanam. Hmm? Main emphasis there. And Ragmarg is Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam. Hmm? Yeah. And what does it mean? So the, the devotee, they, they sing about Krishna, they, they hear about Krishna, they talk about Krishna, they... They they, they, they they meditate on Krishna. Hmm? This is very different than yama-niyama, pranayama, some mechanical process, or vivek, detachment. What is the detachment in the bhakti marg? Do we practice de detachment and austerities? Sometimes pr some people would come and have darshan of Prabhupada and they would say, he would say, would you take some prasadam? Actually, Swamiji, we are fasting. He said, why? <laughs> what, what for? <laughs> is there any, what is the purpose for that? Hmm? Because in his perspective, from his perspective, why fast? That's not fun. And if it's not fun, why do it? <laughs> That's how I lead my life. In other words, but if it's favorable for Krishna's service to fast, then we'll fast. That'll be fun. Hmm? Uh, that will satisfy me because I'm part and parcel of Krishna. So for Ekadasi, it said it would please Krishna to fast, so we fast. Hmm? Otherwise, we don't fast. <laughs> why, why, why do that? <laughs> why bother yourself? Why trouble yourself with some just bodily austerity? Hmm? If it's favorable for Krishna Bhakti, I will accept any austerity. Hmm? And if it's favorable for Krishna Bhakti, I will accept any enjoyment. When I say, you take this prasad, it's going to be taste very good. Hmm? Yeah, so therefore, Jiva Goswami said, Rupa Goswami said, the qualification, the adhikar, the eligibility for bhakti is you can't be too renounced and you can't be too much of an enjoyer. You've got to have a little of both in you. Hmm? It's, it's, it's the middle path. Hmm? It's the middle way. Hmm? 
So, in other words, if it's favorable for Krishna's service to enjoy, then I am. I'll enjoy. Hmm. Uh, and if it's favorable for Krishna's service, that I have to renounce something, give something, forego something, then I'll forego. So, this, the renunciation is a byproduct only. The detachment is a byproduct of, of loving Krishna. Hmm. It's not a central focus like it is in 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 in, in Gyanmarg, that vairagya. We call it yukta vairagya. Hmm? Therefore, the idea sometimes is given. Let's give up the idea that things are ours. Why don't we give that up? Because that's the only thing we really own anyway. We don't own anything. If nothing is ours, then why should then 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 we should just give up that idea. And it, and the way to give up. The false sense of proprietorship is to bring into the picture the actual proprietor. No, no, it's easy to give up. Oh, it belongs to him. Okay. <laughs> That's so fine. So we bring Krishna into the picture. And then we use things in Krishna's service. So we don't give them up. We use them for Krishna's service. Hmm? This is very practical, very user-friendly. Hmm? So bhakti, as you can see, is different than yoga mark. It's different than gyan mark. Yoga mark is different than... Ganmarg, and they have different ideals. Hmm? And in Bhakti Marg, the ideal is praying, hmm? to love Krishna. The goal is not Krishna, but to love Krishna. And Krishna is only loving. That's what he does. Hmm? He has no job. Hmm? <laughs> no, he doesn't have to meditate to attain anything. He doesn't have any work to do, any management. He just. This is the Braj Krishna. Hmm? Vrindavan Krishna. He's just playing. Hmm? His job is herding cows, I should say. He has a job, herding cows, but that is fun. Hmm? Forest, and, and, and he's herding the cows and somersaulting and, uh, and playing a ball with fruits and uh, leapfrog in the forest and so forth. Hmm? Just playful. Hmm? He who is all playful is all powerful. Because as I've often said, you have to have some power to play. You have to have some money in the bank to take a vacation. Hmm? He's all-powerful, and he's controlling by love. That's not a bad thing. If I, as I said before, if I control you physically, you might be—that might be—you might be troubled by that. If I tr control you mentally, that will also be troubling. But if I control you by love, hmm, then you will love me, and I will be controlled by you. <laughs> So, no problem. <laughs> this idea of bhakti. Hmm? So, the bhakti marg focuses on the ananda aspect of the absolute, personified as Bhagwan. Hmm? That is the focus. And being is there, knowing is there, hmm? but they're marginalized. Just like love and knowing are marginalized in the gyan marg, but they're marginalized in a nicer way. While being and knowing, while loving and, and knowing are marginalized in a focus on being, when I love to be, hmm, rather than being to love, by love to exist is the jnani, the bhakti, exists love, rather than loving to exist. So if I love to exist, then the, then the existence is marginalized, hmm, Excuse me, if I exist to love, if I exist only to love, hmm, the existence is marginalized to some extent. The knowing is, the knowledge is marginalized to some extent. Do you understand what I mean? In other words, 
if I love, then it doesn't really matter. If I, if, if I've said before, well, if you, if the, if you live only in a in a hollow of a tree, that's your the measure of your house. But you love somebody, and they're living there with you. You can be comfortable. Hmm? How big is the existence, or how profound? If it's a loving existence, it's big. It's on the basis of the loving. Hmm? Affection makes it big. Hmm? So that's why Brindaban, it looks like a small place. Hmm? It's only so many miles wide and long. And, you know, Brahman is like everywhere. and uh, It looks small, but it's big. So the, although the existence component and the knowing component, in, in, knowing, in, in Brindaban, they don't know that Krishna's God. And you know what? You can know this. Krishna doesn't know that he's God either. Hmm? He, he, he loses sight of it. It's there in the background. Hmm? Therefore, he can hear your prayers. But he's lost in the embrace of Radha. Hmm? He has, he's the God who knows everything. He's the Ishwar of the yogis. But knowing everything is boring. Hmm? <coughs> Therefore, he plays. Hmm? So Bhagwan plays. Vishnu knows everything. That's why he sleeps half the time. Hmm? <laughs> he breathes out the world, and then he goes to sleep and... But Krishna's always awake, even in the day, even in the late hours of night. Hmm? Huh? <laughs> yeah, and he's playing because knowing everything is boring. You see the Paramatma no lila, Shristi lila, the lila of this world. What is that? You call that a lila? Hmm? Uh, it's in <laughs> but uh, Narayan and he has some lila. That's true but not like Krishna Lila. Therefore, Krishna's Lila Purushottam, not Narayan, Lila Purushottam, the, the supreme person of Lila, that is Krishna. Hmm? His Lila is fully flowing at all times. Hmm? Yeah. And, and, and he plays, he plays, whatever he does, he does well. So he, as I said before, he plays very hard. Hmm? <laughs> And he plays so much that he becomes the play. Hmm? He is the play. He is the son of Yashoda, more than he is anything else, more than he is the Paramatma or Brahman or God or whatever you want to call him. He is m more, you, you have understood Krishna more hmm? when you understand him as a Brajbasi, as the son of Yashoda, Yashodananda, hmm? than any other way of knowing him. You might think, but knowing him as God is, is more than knowing him as the son of Yashoda. No. This is a kind of knowing within unknowing. It's, it's, this is a speciality of some vit. Hmm? It projects an, 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 ostensibly an ignorance that is the, that is the fullness of knowing. Hmm? So he plays. He ignores the, his omniscience. And he plays. And, what is, and, and he's playing on the basis of bhakti. Bhakti is making him move, dance, and play. And he lost himself hmm, to the influence of bhakti. Hmm. And so, he's so absorbed in love. Hmm. Love is so prominent in bhakti marg that the existence component and the knowing component is marginalized, but at the same time, a loving existence and a knowing existence is the most beautiful and the most meaningful type of knowing and existing. Hmm? So really, the being and the knowing 
in realization of Bhagawan is greater sense of being than you'll find in, 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 in Gyanmarg and a greater sense of knowing than you'll find in Yogamarg. So not only is the love component larger, but actually the other two components are larger, bigger, more profound as well. Therefore, simple logic, we should do bhakti to Bhagawan. Hmm? Isn't it? <laughs> this is the argument here. And then he goes on, of course, to argue that, oh, we only got to go further, that Bhagawan, Krishna is, 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 is Swayam Bhagawan. Hmm? But Krishna is Swayam He gives good reasoning for this, of course, and we don't have time to go into that. We, we talked a little bit. He invokes this verse, this, this line, this password of the Bhagavatam, Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. He reasons about it grammatically and so forth, and, uh, and he establishes the position of, of Krishna as the source of, of Narayan. And, and then we have to go, of course, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that same Krishna. And this comes out in other verses, and we've talked about that to some extent. Maybe we'll continue with that in our subsequent discussions. So we'll stop there, other than for questions. Question. Understand your question. Hmm? So the, the implication is of the, of, the, of the sacred text is that our conditioned life, karmic implication, has no beginning. Because why? Well, Vishnu has no beginning, hmm? and the world is com- compared to the breathing of Vishnu. So there's not some time where he begins to breathe. So the world cycles that are coming and going have no beginning. The world's ma- universe manifests and it collapses, manifests and collapses, and so forth. Hmm? And there's no beginning to that. There's beginnings within something that has no beginning, like Vishnu's breathing has no beginning. Hmm? And so, the, and the world—what is the world? Well, the world is a combination of the jivas, consciousness, and matter. So, with with the uh, initiating of the world, really, the, the Vishnu is impregnating the world with the jivas, with matter, with consciousness. The one becomes many, and the many is us. We have the imprint of our our, our our maker. We are consciousness also. We're such and another, but we're small. And in the face of the jurisdiction of the Vishnu, which is the material energy, hmm, we, we become uh, we we come into difficulty because of our smallness inside. So the Vishnu avatars descends, tries to remedy the situation, giving us opportunity for bhakti. This is always going on. Hmm? Okay. There's no beginning to this. There can't be a beginning to karma because if there was a beginning to karma, that would mean what? There would be 
a beginning to the material world. We just concluded there was no beginning to the material world. Hmm? Karma is what happens when the jiva interfaces with matter. Hmm? What happens is karma. Hmm? So as long as there are jivas interfacing, then, which is forever, hmm, then, there's, then there's karma. That karma goes to sleep sometimes. When Vishnu goes to sleep or withdraws the world within himself, and then it's, it's in a uh, dormant condition. We call that susupti, dormant condition. And then he, he, he again desires to become many, as I said, and, and then they come out, and their karma comes out, hmm, and their individuality, false individuality, based on the karma, take shape, and so forth. So this is going on and on from beginning to end. And, uh, and, um, and it's called anadi. Hmm? Anadi. So, okay, if we, if we can digest that, then I'm just clarifying for everyone. Mitra Sain's question is, well, at the same time, we say that our identity in, in Goloka is a servant of Krishna, that is our prospect in life, that that's eternal. Hmm? Right? That means it has no beginning or no end. So, are these two things going on at the same time? And you know, well, how does that work? It's a good question. Hmm? Now, the idea is this: hmm, is explained in the text. Krishna prema tisiddhasadika bonai. This is a Bengali rendering of a of Krishna das, of really of a Sanskrit verse of Rupa Goswami that defines sadhana bhakti. Hmm? How does that verse go? Kriti sadhya, bhavet sadhya, sadhya bhav sadhanabhida. Right. It, it means that, that the sadhya, hmm, the goal of the sadhana, the practice, is not something that is created at a certain point in time. You cannot create perfection. Perfection doesn't come out of imperfection. Perfection must be eternally existing. If prem is the perfection, it must be eternally existing. Hmm? It's not something that's created. Like in the karmic world, you know, we do something and then we get a result, and the result is a result of doing something. But this prem is not like that. This sadhya, this ideal, nitya siddha krishna prem, sadhya kabunai. Hmm? It's not something that is... That is um, um, uh, created. It's not like karma, cause and effect, something like that. It's eternally existing. Krishna Prem Nityasiddha. It's eternally perfect, this Krishna Prem, and existing. Now, what we want is Krishna Prem, right? So when we enter into the Leela, we'll have Krishna Prem. So Krishna Prem is eternally existing. That means Sakya Bhava is existing. Sakya Rasa, Vatsalya Rasa, Madhurya Rasa, Dasya Rasa. These are all existing eternally. Where are they existing? In these eternal associates of Krishna, these paradigmatic figures that represent Madhurya Rasa, Sakya Rasa, Vatsalya Rasa, Dasya, all these potential possible relationships with Krishna in love, in Prem, existing in them. Hmm? Ragmarg, Bhakti, following the, to go there is to follow in the footsteps of those people, those kind of, that kind of Bhav, that kind of Rasa. Hmm? Hmm? that makes up Vrindavan, ultimately, you know, one, one of them. Hmm? So, you are following something, you're pursuing something that's already existing. Hmm? Now, the question is, well, isn't it going to take a particular shape also that's, that's me and all that I can be, this kind of friend of Krishna? Hmm? The Mitrasena. 
Hmm. You know, this kind of friend, uh, or that kind of lover, or so, and so forth. So you can say, okay, the, 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 the ideal is eternally existing. Hmm? It's embodied, it's the embodied as, you know, Mahabhav Sarupani, Radha, hmm? Subal, Yashoda, and the different, these are the embodiments of, of, the, of, of, of rasa. They're eternally existing. So my ideal is existing. But the specifics of the ideal, hmm? how it will shape me in terms of all that I can be by good association, by sadhusanga, hmm? how my ananda, my sat, that I, my being, my, my chit, my, my ananda, my, such ananda that I'm constituted of can, can, can uh, experience the ingress of Ladini, Sandini, Samvit, and I can have a special kind of existence that I couldn't on my own. Uh, Sandini is chit, like, you know, exponentially bigger. Samvit is, or excuse me, Sandini is sat, exponentially bigger in every way. Uh, Sandini is, or Samvit is, is chit, knowing, exponentially, uh, that on my own I couldn't arrive at. And Haladini is ananda, so powerful. I have ananda in me, but it's not enough to even extinguish the darkness of maya, which speak of overwhelmed Krishna. But as Ladini, Krishna is overwhelmed. That's what Krishna means. Brahman is overwhelmed by love and in the hand of Radha. Hmm? So, all that I can be is, 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 will occur in, 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 in the context of bhakti, which is like Krishna sending a love letter to me. You know? I like you. Like that through the Guru Parampara. And we, and we pursue that. Right? So, so those ideals of love, they are, in, they are uh, there, eternally existing. We follow one or the other. But the specifics of our own swarup as a particular kind of friend of Krishna, a particular kind of lover, you might say, well, is that something that begins, has a beginning, and, and, and then, it, then, it, then it's not eternal? Well, what it's constituted of is this eternal uh, substance we call swarup shakti. Hmm? And the particular combination of it, we like to say, is it exists in the mind of Krishna. Hmm? How he would like to accept service from any jiva, it's existing there. Hmm? And as the jiva takes advantage it starts to manifest in his heart, as if it's in its heart, hmm? as if it's, it's in the very core of his being. Hmm? It's all that he can be, and all that, uh, given the right circumstance, the grace of Krishna coming our way through Guru Parampara. Hmm? And so this way, it's existing, but it's not fully uh, manifesting and playing itself out with all its implications while you're busy <laughs> with all that you can't be or, 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 or <laughs> something like that. Hmm? So this is how, how the, the, the uh, acharyas have explained it, to get away from the problem that your sarup is something that didn't exist at one time and now it's going to exist and get away from the problem, well, if it's existing, what is, like you said, is it going on there now and there I am, you know, with Krishna, but I'm over here? Uh, no, not like that. Hmm? It's there in potential. It's like an inheritance. Mahaprabhu compared it to inheritance. 
You say, well, you know, the boy thought he was poor, but actually he told him to astrologer. astrologer. Astrologer said, you're not poor. Look out your chart. You've got an inheritance. You just have to do this to get it. Hmm? So our sarup is like an inheritance. Hmm? He said, this brain bhakti is like an inheritance. It exists, but in a certain form that has to be unpacked. It's like in a package, but it has to be unpacked. Hmm? It has to be, uh, you have to get the key, and then you open it. It's yours, and it, it, it's you. It's like, you know, uh, let's say I, I give you, a, I give you a, a, a sweater for Christmas, one of those boring gifts for kids, you know. <laughs> so it's a sweater, and then, and then you, you unlock the thing, you take off the ribbon, you put it out, and you put it on, and he goes, oh, yeah, that's, that's you. You look great. That's you. That's, you're all you could be. Whoa, that is fantastic. <laughs> Something like that. So the sarup is something like that. Oh, that's you, for sure. <laughs> Just see how it, how it highlights every, it, it, the, something like that. So, uh, but you have to unpackage the thing on, on, and, and put it on, something like that. Hmm? This is the idea. Does that help? Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Another question, yes. I will say this to you. The experience of attaining your swarup is experienced as if I'm, I'm choosing this. Hmm? It's my choice. I'm choosing this. That is the experience. I'm choosing it. But that, that's the experience. You experience as if you're choosing. You also experience as if it's, it's a blessing because it comes from sadhusanga. Hmm? Where does this come from? It comes from Sadhu Sangha. Sadhu in Guru Parampara, the Guru has this, and so we're connected with that particular Guru by Krishna's arrangement. Brahmanda Brahmite Kon Bhagavan Jeev Guru Krishna Prasade Bhai Bhakti Latabij. Krishna brings us to a Guru. Hmm? Guru has a certain bhava. Hmm? So we're brought there for a reason. Hmm? And by that, it's, it's contagious. So we, just like we like our Guru, we want to be like our Guru, and so we start to get some similar sentiments, and we feel that we're choosing that. So, but the, in one sense, the genesis is the association. Hmm? In another sense, Krishna's arranged the association. So, as I said, he has it in mind how you like to serve, and he arranges that for you. Hmm? And that's what's right for you. That's what, that's what's, what you are, ultimately. Hmm? What is your potential to be, and so forth. And so because it is so. Uh, it, it is what you. Are. It feels as if it's it's me. I'm choosing. Hmm? So now, at the same time, of course, then we look at our sampradaya, Gaudiya lineage, which you're attracted to. You're a member of the sampradaya. Hmm? So the, these sampradaya, the sampradaya is given certain windows to enter through, to go through, to see and go through into Goloka. Hmm? In one sense, the Chaitanya Sampradaya is giving four windows, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya. 
not Shanta, not interested in that. And the Dasya of Goloka, that's not like the Dasya of Vaikuntha. The Dasya of Goloka, Sakya of Goloka, in Vaikuntha there's only half Sakya, full Sakya rasa. And even the Dasya rasa, this has some influence of Sakya rasa in Goloka. Goloka is friendly, for sure. Aho bhagyam, aho bhagyam, nanda gopabhashokasam, yon mitram brahmanandam, purna brahma sanatanam, brahma said, everybody here is your friend. This is incredible. They treat you like a friend. Hmm? So this, uh, and then Vatsalya and Madhurya, right? Hmm? These are the four. Mahaprabhu said he came to give the wealth of Golok. This is the wealth of Golok. Now he himself was pursuing the Madhurya hmm, of, of Radha, to be a handmaiden of Radha, to taste that. We talked about that the other day. He wanted to taste that. Hmm? Hmm? In the context of that, you may taste other ones to some extent also, because whatever in those other ones is also in Madhurya. We find Nityananda Prabhu is also coming. He started the Chaitanya Sampradaya, right? We've already discussed that. He said, chant Goranga's name, before there were any books about it. He started it. Hmm? He is in Sakyarasa, Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? He is Balaram, the friend of Krishna. Hmm? So you find his followers, they're all in Sakyarasa. Of Nityananda, like, like Vrindavan Dastaku, who wrote Chaitanya Charitamrita, he is in Sakyarasa. Hmm? Follower of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Chaitanya Bhagavat. I'm sorry, he wrote Chaitanya Bhagavat. He is a follower of, of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? And Dwarasa Gopal, the, the twelve, like there's, uh, you know, Astasaki, eight gopis that are highlighted. There's twelve Gopals, twelve friends of Krishna that are highlighted. Hmm? Friends of Krishna and Balaram. There are millions of them, billions, but I mean, these twelve are hot. Like Sridham, Subal, uh, and so forth. Uh, and so they came to Gorlila also. Hmm? They're all associates of Nityananda Prabhu. They started lineages of Sakiras and so forth. So we find in Gaudiya Sampradaya this Sakirasa and Madhurasa. Hmm? These are the windows given by Gaur and Nityananda to enter into. In Sakirasa, there are four divisions. Hmm? Also, four kinds of friends. Uh, sakas, hmm? <laughs> whose who's, who's sakiras is mixed with dasya. They have a little bit of a servile attitude in their friendship with Krishna. Then there are suritsaka, who has a little bit of parental love mixed into their fraternal love. So they're like looking out for Krishna type friend, like a bigger brother, like Balaram's Dauji, the older brother. Hmm? He has some of that also. And then there are, there are Priyasakas. They're only friends, just friends. They, they have all, just equal with, equal with Krishna, like Sridham is the <laughs> principal leader. And then we have Priyanarmasakas. The Priyanarmasakas, their, their fraternal love is also influenced by Madhurja. Hmm? So they are present whenever Krishna is interacting with the gopis and so forth and, and sending messages back and forth and counseling Krishna and also counseling Radha. I think he loves you, don't worry. And, and they say like this, you know, I'll make all arrangements. Uh, that's why that Subal is so dear to Radha. It said when Radha wanted to taste friendship, she became Subal. Hmm? Subal Saka, is, uh, he, even in his dream, he will not let go of the hand of Krishna, Raghunath Das Goswami writes. So these Priyanarma Saka, they're very, this is a very special kind of Sakirasa. Hmm? This is highlighted in Gaudiya Vaishnavism also. Hmm? Vishwana Chakvatitakura says in his Bhagavatam commentary, practically speaking, there's no difference between them and the Manjaris. There is a difference. Hmm? 
There is a difference in the excellence of their uh, Mahabhav. They both taste Mahabhav. The handmaidens of Radha, it, it goes to a, a, another level uh, still. But these are very two very special. And these two very special windows hmm, come to us primarily in, in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. If you want Vatsalya Rasa, hmm, then Balabha Sampradaya emphasizes that. Hmm? Balabha Sampradaya. That's a different Sampradaya. They emphasize Vatsalya Rasa. Hmm? And a kind of Gopi Rasa also. Different from the, different from the Madhurya of, there's different types of Madhurya. We didn't go into that. Different type of Madhurya than in Gaudi Sampradaya. In Gaudi Sampradaya, there's a particular kind of Madhurya that's emphasized. Hmm? There are many types, but two are mentioned, and one is emphasized. One is to be some bogi, HMI, to, to have the desire to, be, to, have, to have Krishna as one lover. The other is tadbhava HMI, to desire to have the bhava of one who's a lover of Krishna. That one is Radha in this instance. So they want to follow Radha only, just serve her. They have like a dasya bhakti to Radha that, that, that gives them the Madhurya experience of Radha for Krishna. So this is the speciality of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And this Priyanarma Sakha also is a, is a particular speciality of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You won't find that in any other Sampradaya. Balaba started a, well, he, he started a Sampradaya with the blessing of Mahaprabhu. It's actually a continuation of the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya. And there's some emphasis there on Vatsalya Rasa. Therefore, they have the deity of Nathji and they bring toys to him and stuff like that. You may have seen. Uh, and they have kind of Gopi Bhav that doesn't have Radha in the picture. So we're not very interested in that. Hmm? You could get anything from Gaudiya Sampradaya, that's a fact. Hmm? You could get any of these rasas. Because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Swayam Bhagavan and the Hare Krishna Nam mantra is a universal mantra. So you can get anything. Nam is Chintamani Swarup. You make a wish and there you can have it. But, again, these two windows of Sakya Rasa and Madhura, this is the emphasis coming in Gaudiya Sampradaya. Hmm? Most devotees seem to be pursuing this Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? Some of them, like Prabhupada, we find he's interested in Sakya Rasa. Hmm? He showed this in so many places. He wrote about this privately. Hmm? Privately, not for publication. He wrote in a prayer, I want to become a cowherd. I want to, t- t- I want to roll in the fields with Krishna cowherding day and night. Hmm? This is my aspiration. He wrote just like that. Hmm? Privately. And actually, you know, anything the Prabhupada wrote privately became public, so that, that's not so public, but we have that paper. Mm-hmm. Prabhupada wrote that. Uh, uh, and so, this is his aspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, so, these are, these opportunities is coming to us in Gaudi Sampradaya. So, those who receive the mantra from Gaudi Sampradaya, they will naturally develop affinity for one of these two. Mm-hmm. That will be, they won't be a blade of grass, these ideas, or you know, a tree or a rock or something. It's not like that. Like, shouldn't think like that. Hmm? Therefore, we don't, and, and the whole rag mark is to, is, to, is to, eventually you find somebody in the Leela who, who you really like. Like, I like this Subal, I like this uh, Alita Saki, so I'll follow them. We don't find them, pick a rock, I'm going to follow them. How are you going <laughs> to? Yeah. I mean, the rocks are. Our guru's there too, but uh, so, so no, not like that. Um, and so the, the experience again is like like choosing, uh, you know. But 
but there's how Krishna would like to accept service. That's already you know he's got that in his mind, so it's re- it's revealed. Does that help? Hmm? Vaikuntha, you find devotees, they have changed their shape to satisfy Narayan at different times. Um, but in, in Vrindavan, we don't find that same kind of changing like that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and you have to understand this, what you are is a particular bhava. Hmm? We want to give it a shape, but you are in your optimum by the grace of bhakti. You are a particular bhava, not a thing, not a stone, not a, like a, a, a cow, a person, but you're a bhava. Hmm? Now we try to talk about these bhavas in ways that will make sense to us here, hmm? but it's a particular bhava. So that will never change. When you talk about changing, I was a gopi and Krishna wanted a jewel, so I became a jewel for Krishna, something like that. And Whatever happens, <laughs> a lot of things can happen there. But your bhava will not change. Hmm? That is the main thing, and you you are ultimately and ultimately a, a particular bhava, particular sentiment hmm? of a loving sentiment for Krishna. One of these, like Sakya or Madhurya. Hmm? You take your pick. <laughs> In our sampradaya, and we have. Bhakti Raksakshiradev Gosami Maharaj in Madhurasa and Prabhupada in Sakyarasa. So you can get both here. Yeah. Just understanding how Balaram expands himself into the Dham and hmm. Krishna's paraphernalia. So, so, like, if the Dham is an expansion of Balaram, so you would think, well, the trees and the rocks, they're all. Yeah. So, how is that as far as are they actually individual souls? Are they just the energy, the expansion? No, they are all made of sat of, of of sandini, ladini, and sambit. So, we look at it from the point of view of sandini. We say it's all Balaram. Hmm? If you look at it from the point of view of sambit, and you see it as Krishna, and from ladini, you see it as the Radha. Different ways of talking about it. Hmm? So you might say, well, Guru is representative Radha or Nityananda. There are different, different ways of looking at that. But they're all, everything there is, the, the nature of the existence, we call it Sandini. Nature of the knowing, we call it Sambit. And the bliss, Ananda, everything is made of that, of all three of those. Hmm. So, goodness. Could we, what time is it? For. I think we should. There's like so many questions. Right, who's not going to be here tonight that has a question? There's no class tonight. Well, who's not going to be here? To, well, who's not going to be here tomorrow? You won't be here tomorrow. What's your question? Um, yesterday you were talking about Lord 
time You'll get a short answer, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens to Krishna's body when he gets Radha's Prem. Radha's body doesn't undergo those type of problems, but Krishna's does when he gets that kind of Prem, something like that. Is that in a sense to show us or to, for us, for our benefit, so we can understand the, you know, what an exact symptom could be? Or well, a, there's a couple of things. That I, I said it in a particular way, but. Another, you think of it like this: that that the sadaka deha, this is the practitioner's body, will reach up to prem, hmm? and then it cannot contain the prem. Hmm? Therefore, the devotee has to take birth in Krishna lila, hmm? and there the extension of prem, sneha, man, pranay, raga, rag, bab, mahabab develops. Hmm? It cannot develop in, 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 in the sadhaka day. So it's a te- teaching like that, up to praying. Then you need, you need to trade in the body, hmm? <laughs> something like that. Hmm? All right, so we'll stop there. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai. Gaud Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaud Premanande.